This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Leviosa. From now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, and kind of over there laughing her ass off co-host, Monica. Hey, dude. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, dude. What, what's happening? What's going on? I feel totally mistreated here. You? Yes. Mistreated? <laughs> yes. We've literally been laughing our asses off for like 10 minutes for the pre-show here. Yes, but you make it sound as if that's all based on my stupidity. I mean, yes, a lot of it is based on my stupidity, but I'm not the only culprit here. But you're the only other person that I'm talking directly to, so of course I can tell you that it's your fault. That doesn't mean that you can't tell me that it's my fault. <laughs> Maybe we just don't blame anyone and maybe we just embrace it. We're absolutely fucking ridiculous. We are ridiculous. Great. And it's great. <sighs> I mean, you can't go wrong with a bit of ridiculousness. That is true. Life is tough enough as it is. For sure. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Why are you doing great? Why not? <laughs> I mean, I don't really have a particular reason to be great. I just, why not? I mean, we have a lot of great things. That was basically that was basically what I was hinting at. Oh, we got a lot of great things going on. Yeah, yeah. No That's spoilers true. or what? We can we can spoil all the spoils. Yeah. So go ahead, spoil all the spoils. I don't even know what one to spoil first. It's not spoiling though if we tell it. I'm really excited though. Yes, same. Super excited because something that we have been talking about nearly since as long as geek herring has been in existence, we have finally started the official geek herring book club. Yay! Yay! I'm so excited. So not only will you hear us in your glorious earbuds and see us on Twitch every Tuesday, you will also be able to see us again every Thursday, starting. This Thursday? No, starting the Thursday, whatever. If you're on Twitch, it's starting this Thursday. If you listen to the podcast, it already started. Truth. Yes. Yes. So until the 1st of July, we're going to do fun stuff every Thursday. So some Mario Kart ting. That's a yeah, verb. Yeah. I just made it a verb. It's a good verb. Yep. And starting July 1st or... July 9th, I guess, because that, I think, is the Thursday. Mm -hmm. We start to discuss the first section of the book that we chose for our book club and gonna go all discussion-y about it. Yes, our first book is White Fragility. Yes. Very excited to read that one. And we have also started the Geek Caring Book Club over on Facebook. It's a group that you can join now. Um, 
You won't get in there now. You won't get in there until, I know we're super rude, until the 29th of June, the doors open. But if you do a search for Geek Herring Book Club or look in the show notes or in our link tree or wherever, just like Geek Herring Book Club, it exists. Come hang out with us um, and let's let's get Edge and Makeda together. Tom wants to know what the rule is. The first rule of book club is do talk about book club. Do you talk about book We've had 19 amazing people sign up for book club yes. already. I'm so excited. Pretty damn excited. So if you want to do that with us, or if you just want to come out and hang on every Thursday and you don't want to read it and you just want to hear what we talk about it, then you can do that too over here on Twitch or there on Twitch, wherever in or listening from. So what are we talking about today? We are getting down with our prideful selves. That is very well phrased. That's why you're the wordsmith and I'm not. There you go. We're talking about Pride because it's June. It's Pride Month. Happy Pride to everyone. And we're at least a quarter Pride is what you say. We are a quarter Pride. I mean, I would say technically we're half Pride because why why should you be a quarter Pride? That's a bit weird. Yeah. So yay, Pride! Yay, Pride! Exciting time. And for Mm -hmm. everyone who who is Pridey. Yes. It's been a bit of a month. I mean, 2020 <laughs> has been a bit of a century. Yeah, ain't that the truth? <laughs> and it didn't. It didn't stop during Pride Month. Nope, it continued being a bastard, son of a bitch. Yeah. So obviously, we had some some really shit news coming from some people that at one point we respected. They who must not be named. Wench. <laughs> Well, sorry. Um, in case you live under a rock, and we already had an episode about this, so we don't won't go into much detail here. Um, what we already knew since December, or for very smart people already before that, um, the author of one of our favorite books um, turned out to be way more anti everything, and um, well, not anti everything, but anti transgender people than anyone could probably imagine. Um, which broke a lot of a lot of hearts. Um, she went on and about to go on a midnight Twitter rant on how whatever I won't go I won't uh, perpetuate whatever she said here. It wasn't nice. It wasn't good to look at, and was quite horrible to be frank. And then she went ahead and went and wrote an essay about all of this, um, which just showed us all that at the very end. All she really is trans. All she really is, it's transphobic, I guess. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah, it's a bad time. It's a sad time. It's like, oh, okay. But but I think there has been something good that came out of that. Besides yes. true colors revealed, um, we have seen a lot of the Harry Potter stars of the film stepping up and showing their true colors, which are gloriously rainbow. Yeah, 100% absolutely rainbow. A few so of the amazing examples. First of all, the head of the show. Well, it's not the head of the show because let's be honest, Luna is the head of the show. Um, oh. <laughs> but Daniel Radcliffe, who is a Trevor Project ambassador, I would call it, um, mm-hmm. wrote in a comment about it, um, which was glorious, obviously. Super amazing and awesome. Um the same go- goes for Emma Watson, which 
it, it was just a short tweet, but it was a tweet. At least that, mm-hmm. that that's what I saw. And I forgot I forgot Luna's actual name. Lynch. Ivana Lynch. Is that true? Yes, <laughs> that is her name, Ivana Lynch. Thank you. Um, she also she like she as some people do wrote the notes on on the iPhone and tweeted it. So I'll, I would call it a, a a long tweet um, about yeah, also her own opinion. Is it Eddie Redmayne, which we yeah. love, we love. Who has because of his movie, what's it called? The Danish girl. girl. Yeah. Um, obviously knows a lot of it because he had so he was also all pro pride and showing his rainbow flag yeah and a few others which i forgot now unfortunately yeah no it's been a it's been a really wonderful outpouring of love from from over there and the harry potter actors and it's great that they are standing up against obviously transphobia but they're also speaking out against somebody who did hire them in a way like it mm. like and i think that it's like you know when you it, it's i don't even know what i'm trying to say i'm just really proud that they stood up against somebody who had such an influence on their formative years mm. and that they've like stood up and they're like actually fuck you well yes number one but i also personally really liked what i read all the comments that uh ivana lynch wrote like all the all the slides and she um, stood up and also said that we need to remember and uh, just a few months ago that UK moderator woman committed suicide because of how horrible people were to her online uh, and that cancel culture can't be the way out of this so it needs and she totally is all for people who are affected by this clearly they need to block all of that crap out but it takes um conversations with friends so it's not it's not the way to go to cancel out people you have been friends with as she has been with with the author in question and the woman in question um so she won't cancel her out of her life clearly she would want to seek the conversation and cancel culture basically can't be the only way out which i found a Personally, I found a good move as well, just because I think yes, that's not all, always the way to go. Especially, one hundred percent, if you're if you're the person in question and you you feel like traumatized by whatever she said. But if everybody just stepped stepped away from the conversation with the other with people around them, just because they disagree with you, then we would never get to a point where we would be able to maybe change someone's mind about all of this. So that's sure. why. I found what she said I personally also found quite good just to be aware that cancel culture and calling them all the shit online is just not how life works. Oh, for sure. And let me tell you, the turfs are out in full force on Twitter these days. Um, And unfortunately, America also had some setbacks when the Supreme Court ruled or Donald Trump put a bill in place that... um, meant that you could be discriminated against because of your LGBTQ um, status, basically that you can be refused medical aid um, because you're, you fall into the LGBTQIA plus groups. And that's just, I mean, it feels like it's just one thing after another and it's like, okay, it's pride month. What the fuck guys? Like, but let's just, go and say like yesterday we actually had some really good news come out of the US Supreme Court because they backed protection for LGBT workers so you can no longer 
be fired for being uh, LGBTQIA+. Um, yes. I And I personally, I can't imagine that whatever Trump put, put in place will stay in place, considering mm-hmm. is pretty intensely against human rights in general. So like some higher government situation thingy whatever however america rolls rules i have no idea but isn't there always something in place that can demantle this because he got demantled again for whatever he tried to do with immigrants didn't he so i Mm -hmm. think that is just something that if somebody has time during all of the other things that's going on because i personally think it's just a very smart move to do it right now when everybody else is occupied with with so much other shit so that's just his stupid calculation of how he can pull shit like this without anyone noticing um but i guess eventually it's gonna get turned over again because because it's not the future (laughs) to be hateful and and bigoted it's it's not i i refuse to believe it and i don't foresee it so Sometimes these days it feels really hard <laughs> oh. to see the good in people in general. And because I generally used to think, and I still want to believe that people are not bad right out of the gate. Like I genuinely think that people are intent good and want to be good. And then life hits you and then maybe that throws you off the tracks. But I'm like, usually I don't think that people are not out to do evil in the world and to other people. But these days, man, it's really hard to believe that still. I know. But I refuse to get let it get the worst of me for now. Yeah, I refuse to believe that that's what it is. Yeah. Like, like I, I have to, not just for my own sanity, yes. Like, I have to believe that good is going to prevail. Mm. I like I have to believe that we're all in a fantasy novel and like we're getting to that that like that apex and it's like the it, the bad is looking really good right now but good always triumphs and like shit's real bad right now but you know it's always the elves and the dwarves and the humans who win the elves and the dwarves and the humans was yep. that an alliance reference and will the horde not be all annoyed with you no, um, it's like <laughs> it's like a common fantasy trope. Like the elves and the dwarves and the humans tend to be on the side of the good, like Lord of the Rings. And then you got orcs and yeah. Sauron on the side of the on the bad side. Yeah, we will. We will prevail. We will. We will. Hopefully. So we thought that it might be fun to talk about some like queer culture within geek culture, like where that. That when it intertwines, intertwine that intersection Ooh. because, fancy, like, fancy. super fancy. Because, like, let's be honest, like, I think that there's a lot of intersection between queer culture and gay culture. Nope, that's the same thing between queer culture and <laughs> culture. <laughs> well, it's well, hard, same thing, but different. <laughs> same thing, <laughs> yeah. For sure. So we asked on Twitter a few people what their favorite geek queer characters were, and we got quite some answers, to be fair. Some pretty cool answers. Some that I had, like, no idea about as well. You are definitely talking about Stranger Things, aren't you? No. No? No, I'm talking about Kelly and Yorkie and San Junipero. Oh, that's because you have no idea about life, because you deny to watch Black Mirror, which I'm like, how the flying fucker can you not watch this? 
just because of this pig episode. It just, it never appealed to me after the pig episode. I was like, eh. I watched the first season and I can't. I know that Tom even has a t-shirt of San Junipero. That's the one you got him, right? And like, he keeps telling me, you should watch this. You should watch this. And I'm like, yeah, I should. Should I? Should I? Should I should. But yeah. I haven't. So I was like, Missing oh, cool. out. That was an awesome episode, even though you don't know it. I don't know it. But I, I totally like knowing it. I feel like I can't tell you the, the content of the of the thing. I can't, yeah. You don't want to be spoiled, do you? No, we don't yeah. want spoilers. Yeah. So we're going to say, like, Tom, cool. Yes, I very much agree with Tom. This is a great couple, and it's generally an, uh, a great uh, episode. You could watch that episode alone without... It doesn't really need too much. I mean, it obviously all is tied together somehow, but you could watch it without having the feeling of not knowing what is going on. So if you just want to watch San Junipero, which is Tom knows what episode that is. Yeah, he has told me. He has told me even just watch a specific episode. I promise I will. Yeah. So do that because it's really great. Yeah, he does. He does keep telling me. So I will. I promise. Um, Dennis in chat is rooting for Alec Lightwood and Magnus Bain. And honestly, Dennis, I 100% agree. They are the cutest. They're from the Cassandra Clare series, uh, Shadowhunters, um, the mortal instruments. And, you know, if you've been listening to Geek Herring for any length of time, that I went through a serious binge of these books, like, this year. And wasn't it... Out of- Go ahead. No, you say what you're going to say. Wasn't it the one where you're like, oh, that's kind of really fucking cheesy, but I kind of still want to read it. Isn't that the one? Yeah, that's basically like the definition of a YA novel, to be fair. Like, it's really cheesy. I don't think I should like it as much as I like it, but also fucking give it to me more. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) So what do we need to know about these two wonderful people in the book? Because I don't know anything about it. Magnus Bane is a warlock who is going to live forever. And Alec Lightwood is a shadow hunter who is not supposed to fall in love with anybody that's not a shadow hunter. And they fall in love with each other and it's very cute. And it's it's actually a really lovely story. And I don't want to spoil anything because they've got quite like, it it is actually a really nice love story that they've got going on. So that yeah. means I need to read it right fucking meow. You probably should. I think you'd like them. But like, bear in mind that they are, it is YA. And I mean, it kind of get. it's like, yay. I read, why do I like this? I read Twilight as well. And in the moment, that's all fine and fun and dandy. Until you realize that it's actually crap. So, <laughs> so it's like, sure. while you're at it, you're like, yeah, this is amazing. This is the best thing ever. And then, yeah, I will... <laughs> not go and end the show now uh, no, but you should read them yeah I, I would send them to you but that would cost more than it would cost no. you to buy them i'm sure kindle is my it is queen. your friend yes yes um and then we had karina one of our former guests from koi compositions uh on twitter tell us that sir hammerlock for from borderlands 2 and 3 is her favorite queer character Ooh. I haven't played Borderlands, so I can't say, but I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, we're uh, we're very horribly pe- prepared because most of the things I have no idea about. Oh, he's like a, a cowboy kind of guy. Ooh. That's awesome that there is like representation in even a game like Borderlands, which I think is kind of 
like Wild Wild West-ish. Somebody tell me if I'm wrong. I just thought of Red Dead Redemption when you said Wild Wild West-ish. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know in my mind that they're kind of... Yeah. Yeah, similar. And then you can't forget the good Lafayette from True Blood, which comes in from Syl, who is another one of our past guests. Another one of our amazing past guests. Did you like True Blood? Did you watch any of it? Nope. I watched the first, like, two series, I think. Um, oh, I watched it back when, like, Love Film was a thing, and they actually posted you out DVDs, and then you had to post them back. Ooh, I did that too for a while. I'm not going to say what I did with the DVDs when I got them, but yes. But you could, cool. lend, you could rent them and then send them back. Yeah. How old is this series? Oh, well, that was before that. Well, I mean, 2007, 2008, nine. Wow. Um, yeah, so that that's awesome. Like Lafayette was always a very fun character. Um, he played like a, a chef or like a short order cook um, in it. That was that was really cool. And then we also had Cosima Nighthouse uh, from Orphan Black. And that was brought in by 80s Mez on Twitter. And have you seen Orphan Black, Monica? No. Oh. Who am I even? Who are you? Actually, that's a good one for you to binge. I think you'd really like it. Orphan I, Black is a lot of fun. I don't know why I didn't watch it. I know a friend of mine talked to me about it. And usually whatever she likes, I don't like. So that's why I think I never mm. got into it. It's kind of like, I don't even know. I love it, though. Um, I would I would recommend you watching it. And Cosma that- is like, go ahead. Awesome. It's like awesome. Yeah. That's not she a horrible has, she, thing, is it? No, no, but it's about clones. Yeah. Um, 10 out of 10 would recommend uh, Orphan Black. And Cosma, uh, her relationship with, um, I can't remember actually who she has a relationship with. Like, I can't, can't remember her name. I remember the character. Um, it's it's another really cute one, but it's like volatile as well, yeah. given the situation that they're all in. Hmm. So I got to check and, that out. So many things to check out, eh? Yeah. Uh, No, um, just respond to Fandangly here in chat. Uh, Cosma did not have a a relationship with her clone. Um, She had a relationship with somebody else. No spoilers, I I guess. I can't remember her name. Oh, she was French. (laughs) She was French. She was French. That's why she had a relationship question. Uh, A relationship with her. (laughs) Them, whatevs. Yeah. Um, And then from Frasley, our awesome Frasley, sent in robin from stranger things yes yeah because you know robin is everyone's favorite little lesbian we all love robin yeah that is true and like her coming out to steve was just it was the best it was everything it was so good it was really so great but what he also said in the tweet is that he found an article and i read through the entire article that also it's assumed though not openly so that will is also gay yeah, the author of the article, Brett White, and we'll link this in our show notes, um, says that basically Will's story is exactly like his story growing up, being uh, more effeminate and um, getting like not liking girls and um, being, being bullied. Yeah, yeah, for for being gay and yeah, it just he says that it's such a stereotypical story about like of how a lot of gay men were in their early teens. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's just so relatable that I would be very surprised if they don't, if this isn't like a long, like coming out story basically for Will. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and yeah, I it's... like the I like liked all the argumentation about it and how he went about it. Like because he, it's not just be, she's not just pulling it or putting the pinpoint on that one moment when I forgot his name called him out where he said it's not my problem that you don't like girls but he there is a wider net spread about the entire series two seasons before that like one two and three because he said that in season three and then back in season one um and two there were a lot of incidents where he was called uh he was called he was called bullied um for they assuming yeah mike yes mike called him out yeah I would be celebrating if that were the case. Me too. Because it's a good representation. Like, it's so nice that they're really highlighting what it is like for, like, young young gay men to go through that. If that's what it is. And it certainly seems like it. I mean, I guess it could be less under the wraps for so long. Because for so... I don't know. They just made... I mean, everything in hindsight is like, oh, yes, of course, Robin must be gay because of this X, Y, and Z. And then at the very end, they release it like some big newsflash kind of thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, like, I know it doesn't need to be like a big newsflash or anything. I know. That's why I'm like, if it's already the way it is, like it is with uh, sex education and that that, that's just how it already is Mm. without people always trying to assume it and it seemingly being something that I don't know if you could already call it a bit gay baiting or something but I think the line is very thin there. I I see what you mean for sure but I also think that showing the experiences is also really important like people don't just at 12 13 years old be like I'm gay like people might not even be admitting that to themselves and if that's something that that um, Will is going through like it's so real like it's such a real storyline yeah to be putting in like i don't think that it has to be uh it's not that so much that they're keeping it under wraps it's just telling it a very accurate story yeah i guess i mean every experience is different i i like so i'm for sure there are people who totally relate to will like the author did of the article Mm -hmm. but then i'm wondering if a lot of people also can't put these two and two together but it's it should be for every like can't can't appeal to everyone like it can't yeah. speak to everyone in a way it might speak to some i guess that's what mm-hmm. i'm trying to say yeah just like uh just like the way that somebody comes out of the closet it's all very unique and individual mm-hmm. and if a story relates to that person i think that's wonderful yeah yeah and our final uh listener submitted fave queer character from frasley again is titus andromedon from kimmy schmidt Oh yeah, he's. Have you have you seen Kimmy? You looked like really confused there for a second. No, no, I don't know him. I watched like a few episodes, but I definitely know who he is. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, but I only that it was I don't. Then in the end, turned out to be a bit too over the top for me. Then I stopped watching it. What? Yeah, too over the top for you, yeah. Monica. No, I, I, it wasn't. Not it was not. The, it was Kimmy who was annoying. Like I found her. I don't I know. Feel- don't even know you yeah no this entire i don't know what it was this entire fake buried under the earth kind of thing and then exploring the world that was just not i don't know i don't know didn't get into it i tried i'm so sad i'm just like what but anyway kimmy's awesome kimmy schmidt the unbreakable kimmy schmidt is like um the best 
I'm a, a big fan of Kimmy and Titus um, is amazing. And his relationship in it with Mikey is so cute. And like, it, I think it's a really cool representation there as well, because Titus is so flamboyant, I guess is, is the word. Um, like his character is obviously very over the top about everything. And Mikey is really understated about life and he's like a construction worker. So it kind of goes through like being a gay construction worker, um, which is a, a pretty interesting storyline for sure. And that obviously, thanks to Nickelodeon, we now know that SpongeBob is officially a gay character. I would like to pull up a question that friend Angley asked in the chat. Does it matter if someone's sexuality is explicitly stated, do you think? At the end, it only truly it's only truly relevant to the individual, but does it help to have these characters be specific? Uh, be a specific role model um for me i think yes and no like i think that there is <laughs> there is circumstances where yes like obviously you want role models like as as like a queer person you want to have a role model like i don't know that there are that many bisexual characters in books like they're either like all gay or all lesbian or like I don't know. Off the top of my head, I can't actually name a bisexual character. So I'm like, dude, it would be really Valkyrie. Oh, Valkyrie. Yeah. Sorry. What the fuck, dude? I know. I'm sorry. That was really terrible. <laughs> um, okay. Aside from Valkyrie, but like, see, my, my brain totally farted on that. So I'm like, so yeah, it'd be really cool to have like representation, like more characters being like, yeah, these characters are, are somewhere on the LGBTQI plus like spectrum. Like there's, it's, it's really cool, especially for like even more underrepresented like going down like transgender non-binary characters um intersex uh androgynous asexual aromantic like especially as you're going down the letters like it's like yeah it would be really cool if there was more open representation because i think it does matter and it helps kids as well like i'm not talking like five-year-olds but like it helps <laughs> them see like oh this is a possibility like this is why i don't feel right like this is why i don't feel like my friends do mm. um and it does help just like it's just like seeing diverse women on on screen or diverse women in games it's like this is representative and it makes you think and feel like oh i can be somebody else like i can be who i want to be just because like i'm not held back um but then also i think like having the imagination to be like well i don't care if it's never explicitly been said that fred is gay totally think fred's gay like <laughs> You know, Are we talking about Harry Potter right now, of course. Okay, um, because well, well, we can talk about that later as well. Okay. Um, but like, I think that there's there's a case to be made for both, in my opinion. Like, yes, representation matters, but also if you think a character is gay and it's never been said that they're not one way or the other, then I don't see why you can't. Or you know, if it's the gaily prophet, you just say like whatever. Everyone's gay. You you rewrite it, and it's even better. Yeah. I think it really, really, really depends a lot, I guess, on the writing of at the very end. It's how how these characters are written. Because if it's like if you're writing the trophy gay person just so that you have that one trophy gay person or that token gay person in the in the in your writing and just the only thing that they bring to the table in the entire book is that they're gay then I'm like, this is not helping representation of any kind or whatsoever. It is just trying to bring people and 
like waving that diversity card of like we have we have we have someone lgbtqia in our in our novel or in our film or in whatever (laughs) yeah um but i think the more lgbtq people lg like women women of color people of color all the more people get on the writing board with this i think the more um nuance all the characters get and then it will just be one thing amongst a lot of other things and it's totally different and you can then still identify with them because they're gay or because they are who you are and you see them but you also see them for more than just at the very end they're who they're attracted to or not yeah yeah definitely um and i think like that kind of brings me into something that I also wanted to bring up, uh, especially in terms of like queer culture and, and geek culture being really closely inter intertwined. Um, like, have you read fan fiction? Like, are there ha- basically fan fiction was my real introduction to gay culture, um, and it was like through fan fiction I was like, oh hey, I'm actually not totally straight. <laughs> like. <laughs> like this is this is a real thing like it was because of geek culture that I realized part part of myself and like I think a lot of us did through it as well um so yeah and like writing queer characters is a lot of fun um like to to make quote-unquote straight characters be who you want them to be and like that's a lot of fun like it's I keep saying fun, but it's not the word that I want. It's like knowing that you have the the power to make, like, to create your own reality, I guess, um, in terms of how your characters are. It's a, it's a, it's a good time. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I also love in like video games, like Skyrim and I think Fandangly, I saw, uh, oh, Dragon Age. Yeah. Like Skyrim and, and Dragon Age, like, um, you can marry characters of the same sex um which which is pretty cool and i I know i know that they're not alone um like i i know that those games aren't like alone in it but i i did tom was like you married a woman in skyrim and i was like yep yep i did (laughs) okay (laughs) i think it's great and i think it's really necessary to have the possibility in games to do that just because also a representation and b why the fuck should you not Mm -hmm. and doesn't necessarily necessarily mean that you need to go to the next best opposite sex th- person in game to to pursue the storyline basically so and i would definitely encourage also games for kids to do that more like in harvest moon for example when i recall it playing on what was i playing it on gamecube i think yeah, there was only you could be a guy and then you could marry one of these three women, right? Like and there was no option that you couldn't could choose someone of 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 the same sex if you wanted to. And I'm like, yeah, what kids should be able to choose whatever they want to choose and without it being offensive. It's not offensive or anything because that kid is that, that game is super fucking cute. So whatever whoever they want to choose, they should just damn well be able to. But yeah, still unfortunately not there, I guess. Hopefully, mm-hmm. maybe. Who knows? Who knows? I think in Stardew, you can marry, like, anybody. Great. Star- Stardew Valley. I think I haven't gotten to that part in the game yet because Tom doesn't want to play it anymore, to your eyes. You can't have so many obsessions. I know. At the same I know. time, it's too stretchy. Tricky. <laughs> tricky. 
Tricky to navigate. <laughs> yeah. I know. He says in chat, I never said that. Well, Tom, when I say, do you want to play Stardew? And you're like, meh. That makes me think, like, you don't want to play. Well, at so, the moment. At the moment. Maybe but also, you have a plan, a Diablo plan. So, like, when are you going to put the time into Stardew Valley? Then you have an know. island to take care of with a lot of cute animals. It's tricky. tricky. Yeah. It's very tricky. I know. So, <laughs> What is um, your favorite queer character in anywhere? You asked me my favorite queer character. Now, are we, are we talking like Fred Weasley? I feel we need to elaborate on that. Well, when I... Uh, so anytime I role-played, because um, I, I, I started... I did text-based role-play um, in my early 20s, and my late teens. And I was Fred, Fred Weasley, because he's the best. And... He was like full on by, um, and he had a relationship with Harry, and it was wonderful. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Oh, that is cute. Yeah. So, but okay. So, if I don't know, I'm like other than the ones that have been mentioned, I'm tr actually trying to think like of a queer character that that I um that we haven't already talked about that I'm I really love. I mean, it's, I feel it kind of some shows that there are still. Not enough of them. Yeah, there's still a lot of work to be done. Obviously, like, we don't explicitly get told anything about the fool in Robin Hobbs' books, but I definitely think that there is something happening. There's something happening there. Um, it's heavily implied, anyways. We have a whole episode about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> yep. That episode, just to hear me cry. Um, so, yeah, like, the fool is, is a big one. Mm. for sure and yeah let me think about this because i asked everyone but myself so i didn't actually think about it so you go do you have a favorite favorite queer character well i really like valkyrie <laughs> mm. and if that would really be if that would really be canon that captain marvel and valkyrie have a thing that i'm like oh uh, yeah on board for that i would be on board for that but yeah i was thinking when you posted it and that was like yeah what what are they? Because in the games I play, they're not very, very visible. Yeah, and no. in the things I, I watch. Oh, I know. I have my answer. I have my answer. Okay. Willow from Buffy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And Willow and Tara, their relationship. I just, um, she was like my first lesbian icon. And I mean, she is still one of my biggest lesbian icons. Like, hello, Willow, you are the best. Didn't it go down real dark with her? I don't super recall. dark. It was really hot. <laughs> super dark. It was really hot. <laughs> I need to watch it again. I think. Yeah, we were gonna do that at some point. I know we? we talk about this all the time for almost we two do. years now, so it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but yeah, Willow was like definitely a fave, and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't say about Batgirl. Ruby Rose's Batgirl. Oh, but I haven't watched her either. And Just Ruby watched, Rose like, is not playing her anymore, so I'm I, like, what the fuck? The worst. Oh, yeah, Kelly Torres! Dennis! It, Dennis is my person. Kelly <laughs> Torres is the best LGBTQ person I know, and she's <laughs> from Grey's Anatomy. I was going to say, she's got to be from Grey's with a response <laughs> like that. <laughs> yes, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Fandangly is saying, know me from Sense8. Don't know that one, but maybe we should put that on our radar. Is that a game or is it a series? 
Sense8, I think, is a series, isn't it? I think it's on Netflix. Cool. And, of course, we've got Pusey from Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. saw that she's awesome. Yeah, Pusey is, is fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there there are lots of – there are loads of queer characters. Loads, but also not enough, I think. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Yeah? Yeah. Lots. Representation matters. Yep. And because of COVID, unfortunately, there are no prides. Celebrations. But But you know what there is? What? There is a virtual Sims Pride Parade. Which is pretty damn epic, isn't it? That it sounds like the cutest thing ever. <laughs> uh, it will run from June 15th to June 29th. So it started yesterday. And whatever you have to do in Sims, you can do it. Yeah. And they want your character, they want your like Sims to go and march in their Pride March. That's pretty funny. And I'm just like, it's adorable. So there's a streamer um, called English Simmer. Oh, sorry. He's a Sims YouTube personality, English Simmer. And he's going to be hosting the Virtual Pride Parade live stream on the Sims official Twitch channel. We, so that's we kind of every day. We kind of need to check that out. Definitely. And also Twitch is doing a lot of the stream with Pride during Pride Month. So if you want to find your lgbtq streamer you can do that they have a list there whoever is on whenever it's a bit complicated um and some other things that you can do we also can post a link in the show notes because it's a bit i I won't read out the entire list of people who will be on there yeah um but definitely there's team rainbow arcade is always a a good team Uh, everybody on there is so lovely um and as you know we have the lovely biggest Bennis coming on to our show on June 30th. So actually hearing this episode is like if you're in time, because this episode comes out on Ben's birthday on June 27th. So you'll be like, oh, just in time to get here for June 30th live stream with Ben. Yes. But everybody from Team Rainbow Arcade is lovely and we kind of are in love with all of them. Yep. Like I can't even deny it. Yep. No. Um, and Twitch is also... Ha- you there's like uh twitch pride emotes which are are good time read that article about twitch with pride uh, pride with twitch what stream with pride that's what it is and then you can see how you might be able to get those as well yeah i dropped it in chat for anybody who wants to see that's live now um and also it will be in our show notes you'll have another three days to get involved with this once this episode is live yep yeah awesome awesome times celebrate pride be a good ally if you're not the, in the rainbow. Be a good sideline of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Equality matters, not just in June, every month, every day. And represent those queer characters. Trans women are, are women. Trans men are men. Not stuttering. Just true facts. This is what geek hearing stands for. And that's why if you don't want to hear it, you might as well find the exit yeah take a hike we don't want you here i mean unless you want to get educated then you can stay here exactly so thanks so much for hanging out with us on our pride party which got quite serious quite a few times yeah sometimes it's serious yeah exactly it's a very serious thing yeah let us know who your favorite queer characters are um who your favorite queer streamers are your rainbow streamers and be nice to the rainbow people in your life And if you have any questions about anything we talked about, let us know. You can find us on geekherring.com. 
on all social media at geekcaring. Or if you want to ask us anything else, you can always email the show at hi at geekcaring.com. There you go. Awesome. Thanks for listening and see you next week for another awesome episode of Geek Caring. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.